You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramat Beit Shemesh, Israel, 5784-2024. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Yisro, and our Parsha contains the most impactful moment in human history, the moment when the Jewish people received the Torah from God, and all of history was changed forevermore from that point on. And one million people strong received an open revelation of God's word. Anoichi Hashem Elokecha, I'm Hashem your God. And the Ten Commandments they received, and Moshe Rabbeinu would then go up onto Mount Sinai in order to receive the rest of the Torah, all 613 commandments from Hashem. And the Pasuk tells us, I'd like to share with you a beautiful Medrash. Pasuk says, Umoisha Allah El Ha'elokim, it's in chapter 19, verse 3. Moshe went up to Hashem. Now, what does it mean that Moshe went up to Hashem? The Marzu points out, in explaining the Medrash and what we're trying to understand here, that we find that God came down onto the mountain. The Pasuk says, God came down onto the mountain. God came down to speak to the Jewish people. So what does it mean that Moshe went up? We think of uh, Moshe Rabbeinu and and rightfully so, because we have descriptions, as we'll see, of Moshe actually going up to heaven, which we have to understand what that means. But the question is, why does it? Why would we describe him as going up to heaven if Hashem came down from heaven, as it were, in order to give the Torah? So the measure says like this, Umoisha shevi. The Pesach says in Tehillim and Psalms, King David tells us, chapter 68, verse 19, You went up to the heavens, you went up to the above, and you, and you took from there a captive. What's this, you went up to above, what is the captive? And we're going to see what this refers to. Mahu Alisa, what does it mean you went up? Nis Alisa, nis kashashta memalochim shalmalo, you were raised up. You were picked up. You were able to get to a place, to a, to a spiritual level of the malachim, of the angels. And we're going to see that there's a conversation. And this is a famous idea. We're going to see something new about this that you may never heard. I don't remember hearing. There's a conversation and a, and a, a back and forth a melchama of sorts, a battle between Moshe Rabbeinu and the Malachim and the angels over the Torah. Moshe is going to take captive, take the Torah captive, take it away from its rightful place. It's a spiritual document that belongs in heaven. But Moshe is going to say, no, I'm going to take it down to earth. And how is he going to accomplish that? We're going to discover. But the point is here that he had to go up to Shemaim, he had to go up to heaven. And there's a few different aspects of this. First of all, is the aspect of the fact that he became like, he, he fought, he battled with, an, with angels. And the Yisuf says that what is this battle with angels? Just like we find by Yaakov of Inu, Jacob, Yaakov battled with the, with the Malach of Esau. He battled with the Satan. And he won the battle, right? 
They were battling all night long as Yaakov was about to return back to the land of Israel with his, with his wives, with his children. Moshe Rabbeinu also battled with the angels. I would have said, I'm not a Mafarish, but I would have said it's talking about this very battle, that he battles with them over whether or not he's able to receive the Torah. But the Eitz Yosef points out that when Moshe Rabbeinu went back to Egypt in order to redeem the Jewish people at Hashem's command, he also, as the Gemara says in Adarim, he also had a battle with angels, which had to do with the fact that he had not yet given a bris, a circumcision to his son. But nevertheless, Moshe Rabbeinu, his wife Zipporah, was involved in the battle. There was a battle between him and the angels, and he subdued them. And so the fact that he was able to subdue them meant that when he comes to Shemaim, when he comes to heaven, or when he comes to, he has an experience, let's say, is an experience of heaven, of the, of the angels, which the Marzu says actually, God and all of his angels came down to earth in order to give the Torah. So he has this experience, this battle, to grab the Torah, it's one which he's already prepared for. He's already had an experience with them. He he can he can win this battle. Dovaracher says the Medrash another explanation. Alisa lamarim shalashalta bria milamalon kishem sheshalat Moshe. There was nobody else there. Says the Medrash when Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to God, it was face to face. I want to read to you what the Eitz Yosef says. Moshe Rabbeinu went up. What does it mean he went up? It means that he had a revelation of God. He spoke to God. Face to face. Like the Torah says. Which of course is an analogy because God doesn't have a face. God is not physical. But he spoke to him as it were face to face. The Pusik says, sorry, the, the Medrash is about to say, we'll read it together, that, that the Luchos, the tablets, the stone tablets, which had on them the Ten Commandments, and Pashas, the entire Torah, were handed directly from Hashem to Moshe. I want to read it inside. Rav Brechia. I'm Rav Brechia. Rebrechia says, The tablets were six handbreadths tall. As it were, God held onto two of those handbreadths. And Moshe Rabbein held the bottom, let's say, the, the two handbreadths. And there were two tefachs between the hands. And the idea, as the HCSF explains, is that there was a direct contact. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't indirect. It wasn't through any medium. It wasn't through any, excuse me, malachim. And it wasn't through any angels. It was direct, Hashem, direct to Moshe to receive the Torah. Nothing else, okay? So that's the second aspect of. He went up to Shemaim, as it were. He went up. He ro- rose up. Can you imagine that? This is incredible. I mean, think about it. A human being 
was on such a great level that in his physical body he could rise up he could become so great that he could speak directly to Hashem and hear God's voice directly and receive directly from God the Torah itself it's huge okay Dover, oh, I just want to uh, the end of the Yisaf here it caught my eye as I was about to move on he says here after explaining that it was given over without any anybody in between it means that you Moshe Rabbeinu were able to rise up and get to the place where God is where he sits in the heavenly spheres. Since Moshe Rabbeinu developed his intellect, he developed his spirituality to the point where he was on a tremendously purified level. So he was he merited that Hashem should call him up to the mountain. Personally, he has a personal invitation from God to give to to receive the Torah. Incredible. Toiv. Let's go on. Okay, so so we have here a third aspect. The measure says, look at this amazing pasuk. It says that he took captive. He took something captive, referring to taking the Torah. He went up to heaven and he took the Torah captive. Generally speaking, if you want to go into a country and you want to take something captive, you want to get some booty, so the way to do it is to, to, to steal something that nobody's really looking at. Walk into the, into the art museum that doesn't have proper guards on it and there's no video cameras. And steal the expensive art. But see, here's the thing. Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shemaim, he went up to heaven, and he took the Torah, which everyone had their eyes on, everyone was staring at all the video cameras, all of the guards were there, and he just walked right in and took the Torah. It's very interesting. It's very interesting, right? He's able to take something. Clearly there's, only, clearly, there's only one way to do that. It's only if the one to whom it belongs is interested in it being taken, right? But all of the guards are all around it. The malachim, the angels, they're protecting it. But they can't, they can't protect it because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to give it, right? It's kind of connected to what we saw right before where Hashem Himself gave it. Right? He walks through all of the guards and the guards are fighting Him. There's more of a description not in this Medrash. We'll see a, a, a new description. It's new for me in a moment. But the, the Gemara talks about how Moshe Rabbeinu tried to go up to Shemaim and he tried to fight with the angels and Hashem says to him, you need to respond to them. The angels say, this is a spiritual document. What are human beings doing with it? They're they're not so spiritual. And Moshe Rabbeinu responds and says, well, do you guys have parents that you need to be mechabed, that you need to honor, that the Torah says honor your parents? Do you guys have a, a desire to kill, that, we need, that you need to hear the words don't kill? 
right? So he fights with them, and that's what Hashem wants. But ultimately, the guards are not guards. They can't guard something that the one to whom it belongs wants to give away. So Hashem wants to give it, but there's an aspect of it being taken away from its rightful place. The Torah is a spiritual document, and human beings are a mixture of physical and spiritual, we could say. Says the Medrash, you might think that the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu took it captive, right? He took the spoils. He took it down. He captured something from heaven. Maybe it means he didn't pay for it. He didn't. He didn't go through any. He didn't invest. He just ran in, took it, and ran back down. So the, the Pasuk continues and says, You took gifts. Listen to this Pasuk because we're going to actually, each of these three words contains a huge lesson. You took gifts of a man. Okay, so first is you took. The word you took, says the Medrash, it was given to him as a purchase. He had to he had to buy it in a certain sense. What does it mean that he had to buy it? So the Mephorshim explained that he didn't he he didn't just get it with with no effort. He was up there for forty days and forty nights. He didn't eat, he didn't drink, he didn't sleep. He was Miyagea, the way to acquire the Torah. Incredible deep lesson. You can't acquire the Torah without full effort. You have to invest your heart into the Torah. You have to spend hours trying to understand a medrash. You have to. You have to. You have to give it your guts. Moshe Rabbeinu was there. He gave it his all. Maybe you'll have to pay. Maybe Moshe Rabbeinu. We'll have to bring some money up to Shemaim. When he goes to get the Torah, maybe he has to, or when he goes up on the mountain, maybe he has to, he has to bring money with him in order to acquire, to pay for the Torah. You gotta pay for it. It costs money. The Torah was given to him as a gift. Moshe Rabbeinu did not, did not have to pay for it. He didn't have to pay money for it. He had to pay for it with his guts. But he didn't have to pay for it with money. And the Mavorshim explained, Moshe Rabbeinu, because it's given to him in this way, that's how it has to be given over. Right? You're not supposed to pay for Tyra. There's a concept of, of, of Skarbatola, which means that a Rebbe, because he's teaching your child Torah, so he's not able to earn a Parnas, he's not able to earn a livelihood. So you have to give him the money that he would have earned had he not been teaching your child. But you don't pay for the teaching. You don't pay the Rebbe because he's a teacher. You pay him because he, he could be doing something else and he's got to support his family. But the Torah is something which you have to work to receive. And it's something that's given as a gift. You don't pay for Torah. You don't pay to be taught. Now hear this. This is this is the coolest thing ever. I'm saying, can you imagine this? When I, listen to this. At that time, the angels wanted to they wanted to stop him. 
They wanted to grab him. They wanted to stop Moshe from taking the Torah. He's slipping in. He's like a robber slipping in to take the Torah. Says the Medrash an amazing thing. Moshe Rabbeinu, his face transformed. Hashem changed his face that he should look like Abraham. Hashem turns to the angels and says, Aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> Look who's here. You remember this? You, do you recognize this person? So Moshe didn't look like Moshe anymore. Now he looked like Avram, like Abraham. And Hashem says to the Malachim, Do you not recognize him? Of course, we have to understand that there's a lesson, there's a, a depth, a huge depth. Do you not recognize him? Aren't you embarrassed? Hashem makes Moshe look like Avraham. And then he says to the angels, You guys went to his house. You guys, he, he, he brought out food for you. He, he served you. He took care of you. He did chesed for you. He did kindness for you. Aren't you embarrassed to try to stop him from doing what he's here to do? What is the message of it? The Medrash says explicitly what's the med- me- message of the fact that Hashem changes Moshe Rabbeinu's face, that he looks like Avraham. Do you know why you are receiving the Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu? It's in the merit of Abraham. Don't think it's because of you. Don't think it's because the Jewish people went through all of their challenges and difficulties, and they did, of course, and Certainly, they had merits, but you should know the main merit, the main reason that you are receiving the Torah now is in the merit of Avram, Abraham. The last of those three words is Ba'adam, which means for a man. Uh, because of a man. Who is the Adam? Who is the man that we're talking about? Why did the Jewish people receive the gift of the Torah? A gift, the gift of the relationship with Hashem, with God, that we've had for 3,300 years. How did we get it? We got it in the merit of Avraham, of Abraham, the kindness, the, the incredible human being that he was. Pasuk says in Yehoshua, in Joshua chapter 14, verse 15, the, the great man, the man who is great amongst the giants, <laughs> Avram, the greatest, the greatest human being, perhaps, who ever lived, the greatest Balchesed, the greatest doer of kindness, the great, who stu- stood tall, tallest amongst the giants. Heavy Moshe Allah El HaElekim. This is what it means in the Pasuk that Moshe went up to Hashem. What does it mean he went up to Hashem? How was he able to rise? How was he able to... F- t- uh, what was the wind that was under the wings of Moshe Rabbeinu as he flew, sp- so to speak, up to heaven? The wind was the schus, the merit of Avraham. The Medrash finishes off and says, more." 
Pasuk says, God called him from the mountain. What does it mean, God called him from the mountain? In the merit of the mountain. Who are the mountains? In our Ela Avois. The mountains are the Avois. Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov. Shimuhar, Misriv Hashem. The Pasuk says, Hear, O mountains, the fight of God. Moshe went up to God. He went up in a cloud. He came down in a cloud. He was like rising and coming back down. What was blowing? What was the wind, as I said, under the wings of Moshe, under the cloud that he flew up on, as it were? It was the schus, the merit of the Avos, of the, of the Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, of the, of the great ones of Jewish history. It's an incredible thing. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have any schusim on his own. Moshe, Moses didn't have a merit on his own. The Jewish people had no merits of their own. But the depth is that who we are, where we come from, it's all interconnected. It's it's so important. It's so deep. It's so it's so essential. We are nothing on our own. We are only great insofar as we are a continuation of those who came before us, the great people who came before us. We are rooted. We have a foundation. We're something only because we continue in the great ways of those before us. Moshe Rabbeinu had his own face. (laughs) Moshe Rabbeinu looked like himself until they started fighting with him and they said who are you the angel said who are you how did you get through how did you get in here how did you make it into the to the center of the of the special security spot with the most precious item in our entire possession and Hashem makes his face turn into Avram and says this is how he got in this is where the schus comes from and I want to read to you one more medrash which was referenced by the Marzu and speaks of it speaks of what was the merit that the Jewish people had in order to be able to get out of Egypt in the first place which is the same really the purpose of leaving Egypt was to get the Torah to enter into a relationship with God the Pasuk says in Shir Hashim, the songs, Song of Songs, that Hashem, as it were, I think it's referring to God, uh, jumps over the mountains, he skips between the mountains. The mountains, as we saw, refers to the Avais, the great forefathers. If I look at the actions of the Jewish people themselves, they'll never be redeemed. Why? We had gone so far, we had become so entrenched in the culture of Egypt. We didn't deserve to leave. I look back to their forefathers, to the harem, to the mountains. I am redeeming them in the merit of their forefathers. So 
So first of all, you have the Avais. What, what does it mean? I'm saying if we don't deserve it, we don't deserve it. What does it help us? <laughs> the Avais, I'm saying they lived, they lived hundreds of years before. What does that help me? Thousands of years before, how does that help me? So Medrash goes on to say, I'm not going to read it inside, I've run out of time. The Medrash goes on to say that it's also the merit of the Sikhanim, the elders of the Jewish people. And it's also the merit of Moshe and Aaron, the leaders of the Jewish people, the specific greatest leaders of the Jewish people. But what we see is that as long as we have leaders who represent the original great people who we come from, Hashem says, look, there's, there's hope for you. There's hope for you, the Jewish people. You are so far. But there's what, there, there is something for you to latch onto to become great again. It's possible for the Jewish people to return to their previous glory. Their glory was there, and their glory can return. Why? Because they have a Moshe Rabbeinu. They have someone to look at and, and want to be like. And Moshe Rabbeinu, his face turns into an Avraham. He looks like Avraham. And, and the angels, they're embarrassed. They have to be embarrassed because a human being can reach such great heights of chesed, of kindness, of, of scholarship, of, of intellectual, spiritual greatness. They look at Moshe, they look at Avraham, and they see, you know, a human being can become that great. The Torah does have a shaykhist, does have a, a possibility of being, con- of, of being connected to, of, of manifesting through a human being. Human being is physical. Human being has, uh, Tivus has desires, has physical desires, but a human being also can be great, can be spiritual. And they look at the, the greatness of an Avraham and they're embarrassed because the human being can reach a higher level than an angel, can be greater than an angel. Despite the physical aspect of himself, the human being can become somebody great. And how do we become great? And how do we put on the face of Avraham Avinu? How do we have our face transformed that we should look like Avraham, we should look like Abraham? And we should be able to to receive the Torah, and and the angels shouldn't stop us. We merit that when we strive, when we are miyageya, when we work hard, like Moshe Rabbeinu worked hard to receive the Torah. We receive it then as a gift, and the gift comes bischus ha'adam, bischus the person. Right? Why is Avram called Adam? What is an Adam? Adam was the first human being. The, the Yetzir Kappa of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God created this human being. He was completely spiritual. You looked at him and you didn't even see his physical body. You just saw his, his neshama. He was shining. Avram Avinu merited to, to be an Adam. To be like the first human being. And every single one of us has this Yerusha. We have this inheritance. We come from Avraham. We come from Abraham. We have the ability to connect to our spiritual DNA. We can be great. We can be superhuman. Each and every one of us, all we need to do is grab onto the Torah. 
And when we hold on to the Luchais, when we hold on to the Torah, to the, to the tablets, we have two Tvachim, like Moshe. We have two hands breaths and Hashem is holding on to the other side. And we are in an eternal connection. I, I, the, the word in my mind was tug of war, but it's not a tug of war. It's a tug of love. We are in an eternal connection with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and we become like that original human being, like an Adam. We become a human through our connection with the Torah. I want to bless you, I ask you to bless me, Hashem should help us, that we should be able to indeed grab onto the Torah, to be able to pull it down into our lives, to connect to the people who came before us, the great human beings, the Avais, Avram Yitzchak, Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, Leah, these incredible human beings who lived before us, we should merit to be like them and to become great, as great as we can be. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.